0: This This, is SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your host, Shannon Gross. Your host, Shannon Gross. It is
1: Wednesday night, 7 p.m. at the Star in Frisco, and that can mean only one thing. It is time for another episode of Cowboys Crosstalk. Shannon Gross, man in the ship here, alongside me in person at the Star, my co-host on the little podcast we do on DallasCowboys.com, the great Nate Newton how are you today Nate?
2: I'm doing great and I promise
1: you I won't talk behind your back. Okay thank, thank you right. Nate we'll get to that here in just a minute. Okay,
2: I'm just, I'm just oh. letting
1: you know I'm with you all the <laughs> way. <laughs> over at the mothership we have Mike Fisher how you doing Mike you holding it down over at 105.3 the fan?
3: Outstanding man thanks for having me and I have uh, my, my history with Nate Newton is oh, there we deep. Go. How about that? Deep. There you go. Mike's help. I, I, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of this. My history with <laughs> Nate Newton is uh, is golden. So I'm. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun to spend an hour with Nate Newton.
1: Well, great. And th- you know what, Nate, you're one of you fall in this category. There are a, a handful, maybe a couple of handfuls of guys in Cowboys history that you can you can call them by one name and you know exactly who you're talking about. Troy. Emmet, yeah, Nate, we have one on the show tonight with I us. Hey, you, man. Let's welcome to the show the great Dat. That's all I need to really say. but we're <laughs> going to say Dat win. How you yeah. doing, Dat? <laughs> Good yeah. guys.
4: How you doing? Saying so a long time no see. Hope you guys are doing well. Big Nate, always great seeing you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, see you, brother. It's an honor hey. to be with
3: you, Mike. Yes, sir. Hey, yeah, hey. Uh, Dat Elvis share. <laughs> only the big big entertainers hey, hey, like hey. that. It makes
2: you. Oh no. Make sure that is not a K and a A, because I think that T is silent. Huh? <laughs> well, Dad, you, you know what's you know
4: you know what's ahead. funny about that? Is like I, I, you don't know all my life I've been called all this name, Dad, Dot, and then all of a sudden in the last couple of years it's been Dak, 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 and it's like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not Dak. <laughs> What have you
1: been up to, man? I haven't seen you since training camp probably four, three, four years ago.
4: Where, where are you living and what you yeah. up to these days? I'm back in the Dallas uh, Dallas Metroplex here in Grapevine, Texas. Uh, I uh, was fortunate to be awarded a um, franchisee of a Chick-fil-A. So the last uh. four years, I've been working here in Fort Worth. The store is downtown uh, Fort Worth at Montgomery Plaza right okay. behind uh right there the montgomery ward old distribution center now it's called montgomery plaza it's up and coming west 7th uh side there of fort worth uh you know it's funny i'm four years into it as i finally get that motor going or that team going it takes about four years to um build a team you know the concepts i use is very similar to what i've learned all my life on the football field and now i'm um, using it and uh, helping other people uh one day fulfill their dreams Wow! So sweet. you've been
1: there for four years. Have you have you graduated from the fry cook yet? <laughs> Are you all <on> fries <laughs> <Yeah>. yet? <laughs>
4: there, there, I did that early on. Uh, I, it's it's a, a training system that we go through, and I think I got a checklist. A check. I don't get a grade, but I get a check. But I think I did pass that fries.
1: Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> wow. good. 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 And if you ever need any help in the kitchen, you know Nate. Nate slimmed down a little bit from his playing days, but he can, he can still house a little bit of yeah, food. So yeah, if you ever got any leftovers, just send them this oh, way.
3: Nate's really good on the other side of the counter. <laughs> yes, sir. But, you know, I will I – will, are, you, are you a
2: on-site type guy, that? Or you just uh, – you kind of let people run it for you now?
4: Yeah, Chick-fil-A does not like um, absentee owners. So while uh, they want you to be there, they want you to know what's going on with the store – and what's nice about what they do, and I'm a hands-on person, so I really want to know my team members. I want to know how people are doing, families are doing, and that's a big part of me, is that, you know, there's things that you could do, a lot of things in, um, in life. But um, with Chick-fil-A, I, I got into the restaurant business. I grew up in the restaurant business. My mom ran a restaurant when I was growing up, and when I left coaching, I said, I still love football, and I still want to coach, but what is the closest thing to coaching? And uh, I remember recalling my mom um, with her team, employees, relatives, friends that work for her, how she impacted their lives. So uh, that's how I got into it. And I'm very fortunate to be part of Chick-fil-A. And I, we got quite a bit of big staff, uh, a little bit right right at 100 employees. So it's quite a bit of people. And then uh, you um, you build a team and you build your culture and you uh, allow them to succeed. And... Uh, just like anything, a good team. You got to have good coaches and to have good leadership and good captains. Basically, what it is, so uh, you have a chance to win. And and it's, and and the hardest thing is that in football, you get to practice, make mistakes, correct them, and you move <laughs> on to the game days. Right.
0: Right.
1: In
4: our business, it's it's a game day every day. <laughs> so coach on the run.
1: <laughs> well, we know you guys are closed on Sunday, so that means you've had plenty of chances to watch <laughs> Cowboys football this year. So. What what do you see? What there's a lot of things obviously that are wrong with this team right now, and you know, anytime you start infighting, we'll get to that in a minute. Right, the comments right. start getting out to the media, then you you really start having some problems. But, Dad, from what you've seen on the field, obviously a lot of issues with defense. What do you think the Cowboys' biggest problem or struggle has been so far this year?
4: Well, I think there's multiple things. Uh, I think you can't pinpoint one thing. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of you guys, I think we can sit here and pick and choose. Hey, the defense is not playing good. You know, a new system coming in. Didn't get the offseason. Didn't get training camp. I, and you guys got to think about football. It's, and, Nate, you can attest to this. It's repetition, repetition. You got to run the plays. You got to know the formation. You got to know down the distance. You got all this factors in, and it becomes clockwork. We you don't get to do it, it's hard. And, and I look back at the situation right now, six games into the season. I, I still think, hey, it's a, a long season ahead of you. Uh, even though they're not playing great, things are not clicking, and and they can attest this. There's times when you don't think anything's working, and then all of a sudden it clicks. Uh, so uh, I I say that the number one thing that's the biggest problem, I guess, is the quarterback position. Unfortunately, injury is part of the game; you can't control that. Uh, I was on a team, or during my career, uh, we lost Troy, or Troy left, and we couldn't find a quarterback till number nine. I know it's only one number right after eight to nine. Right. But there was like twenty guys in there <laughs> <laughs> we went through. So uh so quarterback number one position. Um not taking anything from any Dalton, but um we you gotta have that guy. You gotta got that cue. You gotta make him these he's unfortunately uh he's gonna be out. But um you no know, there there's so many things, but I think there's time and uh there's hope for time. I'm a a I'm a guy half um cup half empty or half full. And uh I like to know that, hey, there's a chance and we'll grow and we'll get better. And, and you know, could it be evaluation of, are we doing too much on offense? Are we doing too much on defense? What it is, I think coaches got going to realize that, hey, simplicity is the key. Bill Walsh always talked about simplicity and execution. And uh, six games into it, the division's not good. You might have, there's been times when, a lot of times, not many, but there's been times that teams that make the playoff or when the division has been under 500. So there is hope, and now you're gonna have a strings of divisional games. So I think that's gonna show you where you just hit one, two, confidence change, and they can tell you one, two wins, mentality change, attitude change, uh, and and that's what you hope for. So I can't pick and choose things that are bad because it's easy to find the bad things. And, and I think uh, and for us outside looking in, you don't know exactly what goes in, uh, how they're doing stuff or how they're grading. I can tell you that's a lot of. Um, you know, the the Joey Joey Thomas, he he's been a bright spot for them, you know. He he's been a solid player, I think watching him as a linebacker as I always do. A uh, Smith's been up and down, but uh, the injuries to those linebackers I've heard a lot quite a bit.
1: Mike, we'll get to you in just a second. Uh, since we're on the the cup half full train, mm-hmm. Nate, I know you've got a lot of hope. We talk yes, about it on always. the show. What is wh- what are you what are you hopeful for? What gives you a little hope? And then what are you what are you <clears throat> really concerned about? This, this this here, I know. If we do this, that. If we do
2: this, Mike. If we don't turn the ball over, the games will change. Mm-hmm. Once we turn the ball over, we we give it to we we put our defense in a bad bad way, and our defense that is when our stock is not in our defense. Our stock is in our offense. So. Once Zeke realized that he' going to have to run for four or five weeks because they're going to have tape, once he learned that he got to run and cover it up for a while, not put that ball on the ground, our fortunes will change. All right. Mike,
1: yeah. half full, half empty, hope, no hope. Where are you at on this thing? <laughs> you,
3: you, you have to have hope. Otherwise, you might as well not show up to work, and that goes for every profession, uh, no matter how dark it looks. Nate's point about the, the numbers, they are minus 12 in turnovers. Mm. turnover ratio that's almost twice as bad Mm -hmm. as the next worst team and it's almost catching up with the franchise record which i believe was uh minus 15 which happened in 1960 which they were an expansion team so they were a bunch of farmers forklift drivers and and plumbers (laughs) you know and if you were a plumber who weighed 200 pounds you got to play for the cowboys in 1960 so that part of that is an embarrassment but but I would say that my major concern is, and I've talked about this for a month now, and, uh, of course, the NFL Network report really puts some wheels on it. There is a disconnect between what the coaches are trying to do and what the players want to do. And that doesn't have to be anybody's fault, but it is a fact.
1: Yeah, and I want to get into that. I want to get into that next segment. Mike spent a lot of time on it coming from your point of view, Nate, what, what happens and that as players – you know, usually you like to keep things in house. You, you don't like things leaking out to the media, and when it's anonymous sources, yeah. I know no one likes that term. I mean, hell, even Aaron Rodgers said you don't like anonymous sources coming out. You know, in in the media. So let's let's take our first break. When we come back, you know, Mike, I want I want to get into it with you about what you're hearing and and if you've heard any follow up after that report came out yesterday. Wow, Nate, I want to talk to you and Dad about. You know, Did that ever happen when you guys were playing? Were there ever any anonymous sources on the team or close to the team <laughs> that, that air quotes that, that came out and said anything? Wow. And Nate, I know you've got some opinions on how Jimmy would handle anonymous sources. So right. we'll get into all that. We're going to take a quick break. You are listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
0: WBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Yeah, check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco.
1: Back to the show. Shannon Gross alongside Nate Newton, Mike Fisher, the Mothership 105.3, the fan, and special guest, Dat, Win. Nate, did you know that at SWBC, customized solutions for individuals and businesses are just a click away? A click away? A click away, yes Visit SWBC.com to learn more, Nate, and start your next adventure Can I click while we're on? You can, but I would prefer you pay attention to this segment (laughs) because it's very important (laughs) Because I want to get feedback from you being under Jimmy Johnson Right And, dat you were under another guy very similar to Jimmy Johnson, Bill Parcells. Mm -hmm. So I want to get a player's take on this because we actually quoted Bill Parcells in our show today, Yes, we did. But first, Mike, I want to go to you. What are you hearing after the NFL Network report came out about some – you know, players had some things about coaching, um, things like that. What what did you hear – First off, did you hear it before the report, have you heard anything since the report?
3: Yeah, here's the here's the specific example. And th- the first three of them were on the record, if we go back and think about it. Jalen Smiths came out and said, "It's what we're doing is too complicated defensively. The changeover is too complicated. And I'll get back to that in a minute. Xavier Woods said, we don't go 100% all the time. And Tank Lawrence said, we're soft. And then we in the media, not trying to do a secret sources, just taking those three quotes and going to Coach McCarthy, and he said, to, "Nope, false, fake, fake news, false." But, <laughs> but, but they weren't anonymous sources. They weren't. They. Nobody was trying to gut cut his Cowboys. We were asking him questions about his players' own truths. And a great example of this is, and I had a coach, former uh, doesn't coach here now. He said, "Go look at film and watch how often other teams go up tempo on the Cowboys' defense." And he, I said, "Okay, why?" He said, "Because while they're still installing this defense." The middle linebacker, Jalen, most of the time. Jalen's still making the calls. While the and the other team's saying, You guys are still making your calls? Fine, we're running a play. We we'll get eight yards. Now it's second and two. Now uh you're you want to bring in a new defense. Sorry. We're gonna run a play again. While and this isn't Jalen's fault, this is everybody's fault. The defense is trying to figure out Dat knows this, he lived it. Nate, you're nodding your head. He's trying to call what the secondary is supposed to do, what the linebacker is supposed to do, what the defensive line... Oh, they just ran the play. Sorry. Eight yards. That's the that that's a problem. And that's one of the things. It's not just defensive players that are upset by the change. There's offensive players who aren't pleased, too. Um, but that's typical of, of the change that the new administration has made, that the players are going, guys, we, we respect you, but what you're doing isn't working.
2: Wow. Uh, you know... That's why uh, Leighton was so big, and we talked about that on our pre- and post-game shows. You probably talked about it too, Fish, and that. You probably see it during the games. We talk you that guy who's calling your plays that's connecting you to the front and to the back end, this guy has to be sharp. And as he see it or uh, as he uh, is perceiving it to come, he has to be making adjustments, and Dak can speak on that more than me as a linebacker.
4: So, you know what's funny is that he you said that I, I didn't realize that was the issue with um communication as we know that nowadays the technology is so much better that the coaches thinking about what he's in a call and when he calls a play he has a press a button to call it and it goes into the player's helmet where when we used to play nate there was easy when that issue happens we didn't have it, it wasn't there right but Quick signal, wristband, hey, let's get the signals in and just call it. And at the end of the day, if you don't get a call in, just call something simple. Play right. a cover four, play safe, play for another down. And uh, and I think that's what you're going to see as the season progress, that if that's the problem with communication, too comp- too complex, hey, let's simplify it. And then also the most important thing is call play, everybody's play on the same page. I remember Dave Campbell was the defense coordinator one year when I was there, uh, he said, Hey, I don't want 10 guys doing one thing and one guy do wrong. Right. I'd rather have all eleven guys do the right thing, even if it's a wrong call. As hey. long as you guys are the same page, it will all work out. And it look at for the next down.
3: And you can pick any of these games. Look at the Atlanta game. Again, Dad, this is your department way more than the rest of ours. The number of busts in that game where guys are just running, guys are open by 20 yards. Mm-hmm. That that means that one guy or two guys or three guys, it's not that they're not trying. They're, they're, they don't understand what they're supposed to be doing. There's so much film on guys. Um, you guys mentioned Joe Thomas. I think Joe Thomas is a good player. There's a lot of times there's Joe Thomas just standing there. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he's not a hustler, it's because he's hesitating because he doesn't yeah. know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, look at how many times in the last five quarters they've had four times that the special teams don't have the right men on the field. That's unheard of. I've never seen that before three times in a game, not in Little League. Let alone mm-hmm. the NFL. Well, that's a communication problem as they're trying to change systems. I liked it in Nate Newton's day when the coaches, if they wanted to send in a play, they just put it on the wagon train and send it across, <laughs> send, the, it send it up the Oregon Trail. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's a lot of things that go into football and in, in today's technology. But uh, what, what 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 we have to do here, man, is when we, is is when a player is griping and upset, uh, I think. Macarthur handled it the best way he could, and saying, "Okay, I, I normally ignore that type of thing, but since it's so early, I've never been a part of a team where six games in for a new coach to hear this." And so, mm-hmm. you're right, Fish. We've heard it several times by individual players, and then Miss Miss uh, Slater. I hope I'm pronouncing the name right. Yep. She brought it to a head, and it, and, it, and it's off and running. So, uh, I, I feel bad, but I'm going to say this. Football is not a dictatorship. I mean, it's not a, a democracy. It's a dictatorship. And I believe that one voice should be heard, and that's Coach McCarthy. Especially early in the year and throughout the first year. That's just what I believe.
1: That do <clears throat> we as fans and and media, when something like that is said, do we make a bigger deal out of it than it really is in the locker room? Like, is this – a guy saying something to the media, you know, as an anonymous source, are, do, are players really upset about that? Or is it behind the scenes, it kind of like, oh, that's just so-and-so blowing off steam? Or or is it really, does it, can it create a big deal and a lot of friction in the locker room?
4: Well, I think there's a lot of things you can look at. It can be go both ways, in my opinion. Uh, I experienced quite a bit of that before. During our time, it's just that, hey, are they trying to stir something up? Are they trying to divide us? And that's what it's what's going on uh, with the team. I, I think, um, yeah, as, as players, you really try to focus because there's so much stuff going on. You're trying to win the game. You're trying to go out and it becomes a routine. When you're in season, you barely have time to do anything. Next thing you do is, hey, you get your body prepared uh, Monday, Tuesday. You're off th- Wednesday. You come in. Hey, guess what? We're practicing. We've got a new game plan and this is what we're doing. So you don't have much time to worry about the extra curriculum activities that's going on with the media, with all that stuff. Um, but it's, it's uh, just just hearing what you guys talk about, because you guys are more there than I am. And, um, you know, it's in the business that you're in, evaluation is key, right? Number one, from, from drafting to play to practice, every day is an evaluation. And it's key, too, for the coaches to see that they got to look themselves in the mirror and evaluate themselves, too. Right. What are we doing? How are we doing it? Is it too much? Is it too complicated? Are we giving them the best opportunities to succeed? You know, when you are not on the same page as players, we can fix that. But guess what? If the coaches and players are on the same page, that's a big problem. So, um, for me, I hope that the season started. Hopefully, we can get a divisional game and win the game. Because when you win one game, guess what?
3: Because a lot a of everything's a lot better next <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> uh, Shannon, can I take up for the media just a little bit, especially since all four of us are either in the media right. or have been one time, yeah. right? Uh, not, very few of us are trying to divide the locker room on purpose. Yeah, everyone, everyone, Nate knows a couple who who or cut yeah, that no, way. Skip, they,
2: I mean, skip, but just calling the name. Yeah. You call okay. that <laughs> name, everybody
3: knows. Yeah, but, we know it at the Yeah, but, but most of us are trying to be responsible. We don't like having to use anonymous sources. It'd be much better just to get everybody to say it off. they on the record, for attribution, right out loud. It would make us all look better. But sometimes, and Nate, you'll I know you'll yeah. cop to this. Now, I'm not saying Nate Newton, in my many years covering him, ever told me, like, dirty, terrible secrets that ruin. But I could go to Nate and say... I need a I need a tip. What's going on? Right. Or mm-hmm. uh, wh- who missed that block? Or how how's that play supposed to work? And and I wouldn't quote Nate. He's just helping me. And dad mm-hmm. dad has helped me. Okay. So um, so the media isn't. And the Michael ba- Irvin is really helping. Michael Irvin helped. Michael Irvin made my <laughs> career. Absolutely. Yeah. If it wasn't for Michael Irvin, I'd just be Shannon Gross. Right, that's okay. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, yeah, the the cowboys of that era. Uh, again, this this predates that and predates the great Shannon Gross. But you guys were very cooperative, and I yeah. think I think that part of it is because you trusted that a guy like me that I wasn't gonna I wasn't trying to burn you, and I had no intent to burn you. I'm trying to get educated so I can help mm-hmm. the fan understand you know, what what was that route. What Nate? What were we trying to do yeah. there? What's the mood in the locker room? And you guys were very helpful on that. And sometimes it was anonymous, and it was never meant to be destructive.
2: I tell you, ladies here, man, you build relationships. You know, I know a couple of guys. You know, got relationships with guys. Now you build relationships, but it's just the Cowboys are so huge. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw. Uh, something like what the young lady brought out, man. And I'm quite sure somebody brought that to her attention. It just caught fire, man. And it fueled every major show right. for the last two days.
3: This is like covering the White House. <laughs>
2: yes, it it's is. That, I mean, that, Which one? Mine or you
3: <laughs> Mine <laughs> <are>. or <No, laughs> no. <laughs> I'll tell you this. this. This is where Shannon Gross will always be better than First of all, Shannon Gross is terrific. You know yeah, I love you. Right. Nate Newton never did tell me about the White House. <laughs> <laughs> nah, never sure did. Nah. Um, but but don't you agree, Shannon, that DallasCowboys.com is – is gigantic and yeah. and and with all due respect to our love for our country yeah. and politics i think more people like the cowboys and care than what's what's happening in whatever president's white house mm-hmm. on a given right. day this is important man this is reli- this is football religion and of course dat and nate are uh are two yeah. guys that have stood at the top of the pulpit yeah it, and we, we talk about
1: it all the time you know the stars over my right shoulder here yeah. in the studio at and that's a star that star carries a lot, a yeah. lot of weight, good, yeah. both good and bad. I mean, it's very scrutinized. Things that normally wouldn't be a story, even locally, with a lot of teams in any sport, they're national news when they right. come, when it happens to the Cowboys. Right. So it's you know it's a, it's a it's a good thing, and sometimes it's it's a not so good thing. If this happens in in you know Jacksonville or somewhere else, or oh you, come on man, what, yeah for
3: what? real, they ain't gonna say a word, right? But it's yeah, not even a story. <laughs> no, this is I learned news. I, I learned a long time ago if Dale Hellestray had a hangnail. <laughs> <laughs> I, better, I better have a story on it. <laughs> all right,
1: fellas, let's take our second break. We, we had a new quarterback this game. Andy Dalton uh, started his first game as a Cowboy. I want to get your all three of your opinions. You know, the offense didn't do a whole lot. You know, Zeke contributed that. and You know, kudos to Zeke for owning up after the game and putting it on his shoulders and say, hey, I've got to be better. But is Dak that good? Is this offensive line that bad that Andy Dalton didn't have a chance? Obviously, they've got to change the game plan a little bit. I want to get into a little bit of that. Got another game this week against the team in Washington. I want to talk about that. And I don't know, maybe we'll get some good football stories out of Dat Wynn and and Nate Newton before we get off this show. But let's take our next (laughs) break. When we come back, all of that and more. You're listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys radio network.
0: WBC Mortgages, Cowboys Crosstalk. Yeah, check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco.
1: Nate Newton and Shannon Gross holding it down at the Star Frisco Studios. Mike Fisher at 105.3 The Fan Studios. Dat Wins somewhere in the Metroplex over in the Grapevine area. We are back. You're listening to the Cowboys Crosstalk. Dad, you, you look really, you look really intense during the breaks. Are you doing homework? What are you doing over
4: there? <laughs> no, man? no. My my nephew texts me, and um, he's first year in college. Uh, my daughter does acrobatics in Plano, so when I drive to Plano, I go about three, four times a week in Plano. So I finally thought of him for some reason. I said, "Hey, I want to text him just to see when we can grab dinner." So that's what I was doing. Oh, so okay. I thought you were breaking down
1: film or something in the break. I was going to see what what we needed now, let, to talk let, about. Let me go and watch this
2: film and see if it was with the communication <laughs> problems. Is, so I can help the coaches.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. Let's talk about Andy Dalton. Nate, I'm, we'll start with you. Okay. What did you see with Andy Dalton? I had a lot of hope for for Andy going into this game. I know you you were a big oh, yeah. proponent oh, yeah. of Andy and going into this is. game. You still there? You still there? Okay. What, I'm still there. What happened
2: this week? Uh. Held the ball too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, receivers wasn't as crisp. And when I felt when we lost uh, the right guard uh, Zach, that 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 messed up our offensive line. Uh, I call him the president because he is the guy that keeps this line cool and calm. Zach Martin. Yeah, Zach Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I've always called him the president because when he came in, I thought he put the finishing touches. He came in a professional. You know, and he plays like one. And he handles himself like one. So when that went down, I knew that Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, was going to really start bringing it, mm-hmm. and he did. And we couldn't answer. But I also thought that Coach Moore and uh, and the quarterback, what you call him, Rocket Crotch, Crotch Rocket? No, or no,
1: Red, no. red, red, red Rifle. rifle. <laughs> That's okay. not what we call it.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Whatever no. his name is, I believe in him.
3: Okay. Yeah. You know, it's somewhere and, in the missile family, but that yeah. that wasn't the one. But no, I,
2: I believe I believe that this week, him, an offensive coordinator, and offensive line coach, will devise something, and we'll see a much better Andy Dalton. All right, Mike, do you have
1: that much faith in, <clears throat> in Andy?
3: Yeah, I I hope that the Cowboys were fibbing when they said, "Oh, Dak, Andy, we don't have to change much," because that, obviously that's wrong. That that wouldn't be fair to Andy Dalton to not change much. Um I covered the 49ers when I was a very young man and uh very young. And the one year like Joe Montana threw whatever 12 interceptions. And Bill Walsh went to him and said, "Let's go study those." And they discovered that like seven of the interceptions were all on the same route. So Bill Walsh says to Joe Montana, "Why do you think why do you think seven of the 12 interceptions were on the same route?" And he goes, "Because coach, I can't throw that route." "Oh, well then" tore the page out of the playbook. <laughs> they have to do that here with Andy Dalton. There's things that he can do like Dak. There's things that he can't do like Dak, and I agree with Nate. I think another week now of retailering what this offense can be um, will help Andy Dalton, but the offensive line that finished that game and played most of that game and won't have Brandon Knight in it this week, of course. Their average age is 22. Thank you. And their combined NFL experience is four years. All of them combined mm-hmm. – so mm-hmm. if, and I don't say this disrespectfully, I'm only trying to be funny a little bit. If you took those same five guys and rolled them into Ohio State, okay, fine, you'd have good offensive line. You'd have a bunch of 22-year-old seniors. They're 22. bunch mm-hmm. of 22-year-old seniors and they would be really good in college football. It's hard to be really good at 22 with no experience here. Nate knows that.
2: Oh, man, you're preaching, man. But I'm going to let Shannon I, – I can go on and on, but Shannon, continue on.
1: Let's hold that thought because yes. we got a pretty good former offensive lineman in the room here yeah. with me, so I want to get your yeah. take on that. Before we do that, Dat, Andy Dalton's performance, what are you thinking – you got a little hope going into Grace. the rest of the season. Good. Not I good. I do
4: have I do have a lot of hope on him. I, I know he's a a a a well-seasoned veteran player in this league, so he knows the ins and out. Um going into the game, um, I don't think he had good field position. As you like anything we do as athletes, as you you play, you haven't played in a while, you're coming in, you have a lot on your shoulders, a lot of things going through your head, and and you want to have some rhythm. And uh unfortunately they didn't get any rhythm. We didn't get any positive plays, they didn't get any, anything to build on. And I think that was a big part in my uh, evaluation on him is that he didn't get a fair shot. Unfortunately, uh, Zeke fumbled a couple of times and you were behind the eight ball. Now the game plans change. have opened up a little bit more and, and he wasn't comfortable. And then the offensive line went down and then the offensive line is as good and giving up the timing. So there's a lot of that factor in. And I think another week of practice, timing uh, with the receivers, I, I think playing in the team uh, coming up, I think it's going to be interesting what's going to happen. But I think that's where he's at. Uh, he'll get better. Because he'll know, hey, what did I do wrong? What did I do good? Hey, let's let's build on the good ones and let's forget the bad one and move on.
1: Nate, the offensive line looks completely different. You went from one of the best offensive lines in the league a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. a year ago. Now it's completely different. Yes, sir, it you, is. You don't even know who's on the team really, who's starting right. from week right. to week. What what do they do? They're going into they're going they, into they're going into Washington this week. They got some dogs picks. in Buy Washington on that picks. on that on the front <laughs> 7. I mean, the games that I have watched, what are they going to do this week? The same thing
2: I did after we gave up 11 sacks against Philadelphia. You remember that, Mike? I do. You, your coach. Uh, Aikman, your,
3: Aikman doesn't remember it. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. His head's I mean, still spinning. That's why I had
2: to get him in, uh, <laughs> it. wasn't no concussion protocol. He had to live through it. Uh, what I said it earlier, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad to repeat it. The offensive coordinator, the head coach, and the offensive line coach has to get together. You have enough experience there to be in a situation where you can get these guys service, serviceable. These guys will only get better, especially if the offensive line coach continue to help them be in better situations.
3: And don't you guys agree, Joe Philbin probably is doing a pretty good job. Oh,
2: he's doing a great job. I'm trying to tell you, every week I have to say, great job, Coach yeah, Philbin. Yeah. You said it so perfect, Mike. 22-year-olds, if there was anywhere else in college, they were, we would be talking about number one first-round picks. Right. But they're grown men that they finna face that are number one picks for Washington. This Thanks. team will not be the same team five weeks from now. I don't know what the record will be, yeah. but this offensive line will be a much, much better offensive line five weeks mm-hmm. from now. All we have to do is not put the ball on the ground, yeah. and the quarterback has to get the ball out of his Guys, hands. Guys, there's
3: a living example in Nate Newton. How, what were you when you were 21 years old? Were you in Washington? Or are you still in college? And I was probably about 470. I don't mean that.
2: <laughs> well, but I, partly I do, yeah. No, no. Uh, when, I was, when I came into the league, I was like 21. Okay. I was a youngster, yes, sir. And I was at Washington, a free agent, yes, sir. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. Didn't, work, didn't work. They had the hogs, too. I, it, it didn't yeah. work. I mean, it took you a while to become the I Nate I went to the US first yeah. a year and, and groomed up a guy named Marty. He, he helped me so much. And Then when I came back to the NFL... It was back to the, it was to the Dallas Cowboys, and, hey, and here I sit, man, talking to you great guys. Right, right.
1: Yeah, and I think one thing that gives you a little hope with this offensive line is in years past, one guy would get hurt yes. and they would forget how to block. That's right. They would forget everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now you've got a bunch mm-hmm. of guys that you, you don't even know their last names, never played together, and, and you're keeping your quarterback upright at least. Yes, yes. Probably got to get the ball out a little bit quicker this week than he did last week. It's schemes that will help you. You know, I don't know how he is
2: as a booter. I don't know how he is it's just, just moving two steps over, setting the strength one way or the other. Uh, what, what you have to do, and I've seen it with, with the greater, great teams over the years, they start out max protecting. And as the game gets going and as that, that said, as you start flowing, then you start releasing guys off that line and getting them into the routes. But you start the game protecting yourself and giving your quarterback a chance. You know, and yes, the defense has a a, a advantage because two man route, three man routes, but you gotta you gotta get a rhythm. So Mm -hmm. this is where we start, and no turnovers, no
4: turnovers. Yeah, I think I think of my two points with this is that uh, those guys are young, inexperienced, obviously, and now they all week they're gonna hear and watch them. It's like, oh man, that's the best one of the best front seven we're gonna face. So it's gonna be a little bit challenging. and, And how do you get those guys to get confidence? Is that a uh, max protects, that's just what Nate said. Or hey, do you put two tight ends in and and just help them out? I don't know what it is, what the philosophy. Are they going to come in? And and I still go back to Bill Parcells. And um, sometimes when I think about coaching, I said he was so good because he would break down table him say, okay, here's my strength. Uh, if we they have a great front seven, if I say if I substitute that Sam linebacker to that nickel, they're not as good as they were with the front seven. Right. So now we go 11 personnel. Okay. We open up a little bit and guess what? Cowboys have three good receivers. Oh, you might start with 11 personnel and have a tight end on. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it, but stuff like that kind of makes you think a little bit because now that's something that, hey, okay, it's game planning, putting your team in the best position to succeed. Even though right now uncertainty about confidence facing a good front seven. Oh, sweet. How do you beat that? Dad, you know,
1: do you do anything as a defense differently do you do you game plan any different if you're the if you're Washington knowing that this is a banged up young offensive line with the quarterback that's that you know hasn't played with these guys a lot. I mean Arizona just pinned yeah. their ears back and just went. I mean is, do you just do you change the game plan any this week you, if you're Washington?
4: Well if you didn't if didn't have the three receivers that we have I think that will not change the game plan meaning that hey I'll break down all the film saying Hey, what hurt them at the end of that game or during that game against Arizona? Let, let them show me that they fixed it or they're able to stop it. If it's five-man rush, six-man rush, whatever it is that they did, whatever combination they did uh, in the back end. But if, they, if, um, if it was without those receivers, but if you have those three receivers because you're going to put them on the island because if you bring pressure, guess what? It's, if there's two wins to it, right? You're going to be a man-to-man coverage. Somebody's going to make a play. And and I take that shot, but uh, but for me, um, Washington won't will change much. They will come. And they're going to pressure early, and they're going to try to say, "Hey, prove to me that you guys can stop it. If you don't, guess what? You know, we're we going to let it bleed until you guys fix
3: it." But Shannon, <laughs> let me throw this in. Go back to the Cleveland game, Miles Garrett. Right? They just they told Miles Garrett, "Let's let's which one of these five guys you want?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And they mm-hmm. they found one. And that's where Miles mm-hmm. Garrett lined up. And he might not line up there the rest of the year. Washington can do some of the same thing. They, they will figure yes. out which guy they want against which guy, and they'll move. Now, Chase Young, I think, uh, Chase Young is a little dinged up, but I assume he'll play. And he'll, he'll go after whoever's the easiest to go after. That's tough.
2: You know, I'm with you, Dak. I'm with you, uh, Mike. The thing here is they have the front four. To where they can line up and play you man to man. That's the scary thing. Now, can Kendall Fuller, London Collins, and all of London Collins and all those guys on the back end duplicate what Buddha Baker, Kurt Patrick, and Peterson can? They duplicate that, yeah. and that's what that's what Dad is saying. Can their corners duplicate and their safeties duplicate what what happened? Now we know up front they can, right? But can mm-hmm. they do it in their linebackers and in their secondary? Hopefully, the
3: answer to the question is that's why no. they're one and five.
2: <laughs> I mean, they are one and five.
3: Yeah, you know they're they're not the '93 Cowboys. They're the '2020 Washington WTF WFTs. <laughs> they're still one and five.
2: Yeah, yeah, but you know what? They're probably looking at their offense like we look at our defense. No doubt.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, some of us are saying, good, Washington. And some of them are saying, good, good Dallas. Dallas. Dallas, drug, Dallas. Store,
1: drug store fixers. <laughs> All right, let's tell you what. Let's take our last break. When we come back, let's talk about the game a little bit and maybe some other things when we come back. You're listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
0: WBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco.
1: WBC Mortgage customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Do like Nate. Click away. Visit swbc.com today. Start your next adventure. Start I tried it now. To, I tried to click away and you won't let me. why well, because you have too much good insight and we need you in this conversation. We need you solely focused on this show I'm and talking this about last the red rifle. This last segment. <laughs> you got it right that time. It
3: the pocket very, rocket. Very,
1: very non-offensive <laughs> that time. Very okay. non-offensive. Okay. So. all <laughs> right. Let's get back to it. Let's talk a little. Little Washington I I almost say the, the yeah. wrong word yes. when I call them by the, the team name. The team in Washington. Uh Cowboys football this weekend. A guy that you're you're familiar with, Nate, Jack Del Rio is their defensive coordinator. Uh Dad, did you play with you didn't play with Jack, did you? No, no, yeah. I did not. No,
2: Nate Jack was you, long gone. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was coaching. He was coaching special teams the coaching when Dak. Okay. When mm-hmm. Dak came in. He was special teams
1: coach okay. somebody. So, but yeah. you guys are both familiar with him. What is he going to bring to the game and to the Cowboys this weekend?
2: He's going. He's on that film right now. Uh, you could tell Jack knew the game when we played. Him and Ken Norton was played together. And uh they were pretty smart guys. Uh they 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 could pre-read things pretty good. They they always help their defense, you know. Uh they'll line get guys lined up, and plus they would also, you know, uh that you probably was this type of guy too, where they would they would call a uh, the strength of the defense and and if need be help with the back end coverage, you know, with a safety or something. But more importantly, they were like, Red, uh strong right, strong right, and they would give you a couple of plays off that form. Be aware of this, be aware of that. <laughs> Be aware of this, be aware of that. And that's when I finally realized it's a difference in a lot of linebackers. Some guys just get you lined up and they're thinking about their job. And Some guys can alert you. You know, Woody was good at uh, route combinations. Watch for this, watch for this. Hey, man, if you want to go on this, I got you covered. I mean, some guys got it like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, and I'm just wondering if, if Fish heard anything that some of them guys may have it like that. Uh,
3: (laughs) you you wish sean lee was playing
2: yeah sean lee
3: has it Sean lee has it all day long yeah um yeah you you need him you need him involved somehow uh the jack del real thing by the way another great old anonymous source (laughs) for me is jack del real yeah what i think him and ron revere have done is bring to a washington organization that is really so often kind of a cluster bleep and, and And the record's not good, and they're not good, and they're not going to be good for a while, but but it's it's two guys that just are good, solid, know what they're doing guys and mm-hmm. and you don't you, you don't want a clown show, um, right, which right. is a phrase by the way, a phrase that I've used here in Dallas now a couple of times, and I, I don't regret it yet, but I, I think Washington has in, in, with those two guys in charge, they are now a res- a more respectable organization than they've been.
4: Yeah, they're both the former linebackers in the National Football League, and they're building that team through defense. As we all to say five first-round draft picks there on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, with, with Jack, I think he's, he's licking his chops right now just to see, okay, hey, who would attack? We're, we're watching all these film all the way back to Cleveland, to Arizona. I think they're going to find all the weaknesses until the Cowboys fix it and stop it. If they're going to stop it, yeah, he's going to attack until, he, he, until you prove to him or beat him. Uh, with the deep ball until he has to back off a little bit. But that's his mentality all along. It's his motto is that, hey, we're going to attack and be aggressive, and we're going to play smart football until they beat us. We're going to put the pressure on the quarterback to be, to win the game.
1: That, who who's smarter, defensive players or offensive players?
4: <laughs> who
1: is I mean, it? There's who, a lot of smarter offensive
4: I say, players. Who is there's Andrew a lot Reed? of smart defensive players. So, <laughs> so I, I think it's all, you know, this – we're we're easier for us because we are running to and reacting. where they have to know, Hey, Hey, they're disguising this and they got lined up and we're going to snap the ball. Hey, where did that safety go? What did the corner do? So there's a lot of adjustments. So you got to take a lot of stuff on the offensive side. I say office player has to be more. IQ has to be higher on the offensive side of the ball than the defense side of the ball.
1: Yeah. Fish, you brought up this up earlier. How different <clears throat> does this defense Cowboys defense look if Sean Lee's on the field, at least, you know, part of the time,
3: you know, it's smarter, um, I, I, would, I would bounce back to you how, might they, how different might this defense look if they wouldn't have changed defenses. Mm. Changing defenses without a training camp, that, that, mm. that's never been done, obviously. Uh, I wonder if they could go back and undo that, that they would say, you know what, we're going to install our, 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 the defense that we really want next year. Because some of the personnel is the same as last year. A lot of it's the same as last year. And they're way worse than they were last year. I think I think they should have simply kept the same defense. He kept the same offense, so there's no there's no right or wrong on how to do it. I think their hurry to install a new defense has really hurt them. And to take things full circle is at the center of this cowboy crisis in confidence and conflict.
4: Yeah, and it's funny that you said that, Mike, because remember Coach Parcell came in and he wanted to change that three-four.
3: Yep. Guess what? Wait Mike, until next year.
4: Yeah. Yeah, he's in year. yeah and 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 as a lot of teams your three four base or your four three more than likely your change up and third down is going to be an odd front if you're a four three if you're a three four guess what y'all your th- your nickel pack is going to be a four four two five which is technically a four three if they can change back just go back to the nickel and add the same linebacker right. and make it very simple and keep it that way. So it's not that complex to go back to what they did last year from a three-four. It's not that complex. Remember, uh, remember last year. might be different.
3: Marinelli got criticized for being having it, too vanilla. But yeah. but mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with vanilla if the eleven guys know what they're doing.
4: Ben, but don't break.
2: Right. <laughs> you know what's amazing, fellas, is we were led to believe that it would stay a four-three and put a few concepts in, like you're talking, Dad. When you were you not thinking that this off season too, uh, uh fish? Uh, that, Coach,
3: Coach said it. He yeah, said he we're a we, for we're four just, down lineman team.
2: Right, and will and maybe they are four down lineman, but they're not attacking. They're catching, and they're catching a lot of yards running. Mm-hmm. You know. So
1: yeah. Nate, you're you're confident mm-hmm. in five weeks this offensive line is going to look perform different than they yes, are I now. Think they are. Do you have that same confidence that this defense can learn as they go and they will be better five weeks from now? Or is this just what it, you have on the field my for thing the rest I think it's of the based year?
2: on how many snaps Don Terry get. If Don Terry getting a lot of snaps, I don't feel good. If you let Tyrone Crawford, who's starting to get better, you let uh, Antoine Woods, who can do his 30 reps, if you, if this kid Gallimore can, can attack and not catch but attack – I think they can get better. These are grown men. Like you said, they're young men, but they're grown men, but not Don Terry. But decrease his snaps. Let that Hamilton kid play more. I saw a better team for the first three series with him in there, with, with uh, uh, Layton in there, guy that can at least communicate and get them lined up and letting Jalen run free. Uh, they will be better. But if they continue with the same guys led by Don Terry – which he probably didn't get a lot of snaps, and I'm probably just too through with him, you know, and holding something against him because he was supposed to have been a veteran guy that I really bragged on a whole lot this off season. And uh, if they get him out of there, I think they can be better.
1: Let's go around <laughs> the horn before we get out of here. Fish, the Cowboys win if – and then what's your score prediction?
3: I am so tired of getting burned by picking the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> they are owing a million against the spread, first of all, if you're a gambler. So I, I, I'm going to change my tune. I am not going to pick the Cowboys to win, and I, I'm going to hope that I'm wrong. I'll go uh, Washington 27-24, and I must get this in. The The smartest group outside of quarterbacks are smart. Offensive linemen, mm. are cole- mm-hmm. th- that is a collection of – Different brains that all come together. It's a that's the most philosophical room in the building. Mm, thank it's, you. Right. It's it's fi- It's ten philosophers. Old country <laughs> philosopher over here. Old pot smoking philosopher over there. Old. Oh, you're uh, about old Ivy Old Ivy League <laughs> over there.
1: <laughs> Got under a minute left. Nate, Cowboys win if and your score. No turnovers. This
2: mm-hmm. thing is built around our offense. Mm-hmm. If Zeke get in there and get a hundred yards and don't turn the ball over, and Pollard be a part of this, they win the game. All
1: right?
4: That <clears throat> Cowboys gonna win if defense gets a turnover. So I can see some takeaways. We need some takeaways, and uh, the Cowboys will do fine offensively. And I think the Cowboys gonna win twenty seven fourteen. There you go. Well, fellas, this has been great. Fish, thank you for joining
1: Thanks, Fish. us. Nate. Always a pleasure to sit next to you. Dat. Thanks, Dat. Dak, whatever they Thank want to guys. call you. It was great <laughs> seeing you, man. We got to do this again. It's good seeing your face, good hearing Thank your you insight. A lot of fun for the show. You've been listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys T, Radio Network.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this cowboys? Yeah!